When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello there, and welcome to the show. Dan here, along with Michael and Rob. It's the weekly show, The Transfer Roundup, brought to you with Levi Solicitors. Uh, 10% discount on your legal fees, levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. We, did a, we had a lot of fun, didn't we, with Will's probate and conveyancing in January. They're still my favourites. Yeah. Even if the <laughs> discount isn't as big as it was. What are your favourites, Rob? Well, do you know what? In the pub before, there must have been the Brentford game. My friends just kept saying prostate because we try to get me to say <laughs> Will's conveyancing and prostate. But uh, so yeah, that's my favourite. I'll get that checked too, but not not by not by Levi <laughs> They don't do that. It's not their area of expertise, is mm-hmm. it? Um, they can help you no matter where you are in the country. By the way, so um, loads of services there. Get on the website, book an appointment, and they will they will speak to you. What, what else do you like apart from those three services? What's your favourite? Oh, Go probably. I tested you the other day. You should be able to remember. And I've opened the website this time. You're an idiot. <laughs> Cheating. Residential property disputes. I like them. Well, you've taken all the fun out of this game now, where you stumble and you don't know. Go on, Rob. Um, what do solicitors do? Uh, <laughs> Libeled, they do that. No, they don't, the, do they? no. If you've got a bad prostate exam, you might want to get them for medical negligence. Okay. <laughs> what would you class? No, let's not get into that. Uh, LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. We thank them for their support. 10% discount on your legal fees as well if you go through Levi's. Should we do the transfer roundup then? Or should we, should we hawk off some mugs or should we just do that as we go? I'll do it as we go. Okay. We will hawk off some mugs at you in, in a bit um, on YouTube and um, in your podcast app. The weekly show, the transfer show, it's now the 1st of February, so the window has as they say, slammed shut. Do some sound effects, Michael. Was that the wind? I was thinking more like a... Like Sky Sports. There we mm. go. That's the annual... No, I was doing the slamming, but... Slamming shut. Never mind. Transfer window, what do you make of it then? Weston McKenney confirmed, obviously, before the window shut. Verba, Rutter. Did not forget in Diogo Montero. It's been good, hasn't it? It's been unsettlingly good. <laughs> I'm so freaked out by it a little bit. Like, it got to last night and um, I was like, you know what, I'm not going to look at my phone or anything everything seems fine there were those kind of whispers still about Jack Harrison and the guy at Roma Zaniolo and yeah just before I went to sleep I thought oh I'm just gonna have one quick check and it was um, Eamon our designer and he was tweeting basically saying please don't sell Jack Harrison so I was like oh shit have we sold Jack Harrison <laughs> but then had a quick check and like no it all seems to be going fine which is weird mm, I'd, lo- I'd love to know how touch and go that one actually ended up and um and how late in the window it went, because they were still talking about it quite late on Sky Sports. It's almost as if someone was desperately trying to sell him. Yeah. It was Romano, wasn't it? It was, he mentioned it a few times, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, know he, I know he just tweets about every transfer, because that's somehow his job. Yeah. Good luck to him, I suppose. <laughs> you say that, but look at this as a job for us. 
it was weird to focus on like the, the, almost the least interesting bit of football. But it's not, is it? It's the bit that hooks everybody in. It's kind of the uh, it's it, the special sauce, isn't this, it? It's transfers. This is the weird bit though when it shuts and he just carries on. You think, <laughs> but it's not happening. It's really bizarre. It was um, Maurizio Sarri, I think, when he was uh, Napoli manager or Juve manager. He sort of said it's blamed the media for kind of conditioning us to only talk about transfers as mm. if it's the most important thing. Because that's all the media talks about because it's what gets clicks I guess I'm told I'm told anecdotally that um, during the transfer window and the lead up to it it gets about three or four hours a night's sleep that's it it's his choice <laughs> got to sleep you idiot <laughs> but then again did you see that last night he put people, out people can do without knowing the latest on a, who Chelsea are buying like at about 10.30 last night he put out um, it was a thing for Adidas wasn't it about the new Predator boots I mean with the fact that we're talking about it on here mm. it, says, it shows that it worked and I checked and it had like 1.7 million views so like a sponsored post I mean mm. so, and he's got what 12-13 million followers so it's decent. It's a decent grift do, if that's the job yeah. isn't it? you do think though just get 8 hours sleep it's going to happen like you yeah. can still tweet about it it's fine you can't exactly it's not like he's been up saving dying children and that's why he's not getting sleep is it it's like no I need to give people the latest on who on which winger Leicester are trying to sign yeah but if so. he's beaten to it by somebody else then he's not as people perceive him the goat is he so mm. you've got to stay on top of it and um, we saw him and some friends who were sat on a settee Chatting yeah, about like a shop or something. Yeah, strange, wasn't it? I don't know. Anyway. But, um, I did enjoy his tweet the other day. Our when transfer he, window was good. It was. I was going to say, I enjoyed, uh, just to close this thought out, um, the tweet the other day, because he's obviously getting some sort of deal with Turkish Airlines, but he also used the word hijack in the same tweet as reporting a transfer and tagged an airline in it. Not two um, bedfellows that normally go together that well. No, probably not. No. Uh, anyway, yes, our transfer window was very, very good. Funny how the policy's changed, doesn't it? No bloody left-back still. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, is this, is it not now a case that... Well, we did buy a left-back. He's just since become a centre-back, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's become a best centre-back. <laughs> yeah. Um, but is it not the case now that you come out with this window feeling more confident and you think, well, presumably they're going to address the left-back. You've got confidence in them addressing it in the next window, is what I mean. Yeah, you would think so, wouldn't you? We wanted a midfield. I think when Click was leaving, I mean, Click leaving was its own whole thing wasn't it it was it was about his legacy and what he's done for us and stuff but part of the concern around him leaving as well was well we don't really have any other midfielders so for them to address that in quite spectacular fashion I yeah. think is, is more than anyone probably would have would have hoped for yeah we, 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 we were go saying and it, get a Champions League midfielder well, that's what we were saying on the Phil Hayes show weren't we exactly that point Michael that we got a Champions League midfielder who's going to be a starter it's not someone like Click who was just coming off the bench who's 32 years old and I said you know we love Mateus Click. Um, would still Im- still love him to be here, but you can't ignore the fact that bringing in a 24-year-old Champions League level midfield that is a pretty big step up in terms of the quality of the squad overall. Yeah, I, th- I think this is kind of the ideal way a window should work in that you buy two or three players who improve your starting eleven, and that's how you improve your squad depth because then people then, you know, the, the pecking order kind of mm. changes. And so it's like the baseline level improves. Yeah, it? like it, I always think of um, Tottenham trying to sign back up for Harry Kane and it's, bizarre because you're you're deliberately trying to sign someone worse than what you've got because you don't because you know he's not going to get ahead of yeah. Harry Kane so it's like and I think that's maybe where Leeds have been guilty in the past is that they've focused so much on the youth recruitment and it's great to have that talent bubbling underneath but the you, pathway. Do, you do need to just go out and make your team better and um, and challenge the players and, that are in the squad like the youth to say right if you're good enough you'll make it here yeah and likewise the, the players that are in our first team now you know playing with better players should hopefully make them better players themselves and it makes their job easier. So yeah, it's um it's it's been a really good window. The the left back thing, you know, it it irritates me. But at the same time, I think we could have I've said it in the past, but we could have prime Terry Cooper at left back and just the way we set up, we will still do the the things that annoy us. It's like um the kid who's just signed a new contract and he's playing in the under twenty ones. I 
and his name, the uh, the ginger lad. Oh yeah, he is an actual left back, and it's like, wow, we found one. And then you watch the under twenty ones last week, and he's still doing the same annoying things that you know. He's still just you. You still see their right winger or right back streaming up the field, and you think, well, we've got a left back, shouldn't they be stopping it? But it's, it's just the way we play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think the stuff about squad depth made me think about Harrison because no one when you come to the idea of letting him go, part of you does go, well, does he even get in a, If everyone's fit, does he even get in our team? Do we, do we need him? If, if Sinistera's fit, if Rutter turns out to be good, if Somerville's back, Nonto looks brilliant. Like, does it? where does he fit into it? But then you think, well, a lot of those are still unknowns, aren't they? Because Sinistera's coming back from injury. Rutter, we've seen you know, once. And Nonto is not, he's been brilliant, but over a short period of time, at some point, his form will presumably dip. So having a reliable player like Harrison in there, like we're we're allowed, we're allowed a depth of squad, which yeah, I think exactly. is something we've almost not allowed ourselves. Which is partly Bielsa's fault because he didn't like a de- he didn't like a deep squad. He was like, well, we've got Tyler Roberts, we've got Jimmy Shackleton. These players are absolutely fine, but maybe they're not. But the truth of the Premier League is segues into the point I was going to make: is that actually with five subs now, you need a better bench mm. um, because you're able to use subs sometimes at half time to change a game. Whereas you might have been less inclined to do that. In the past, when you had three subs, you think, well, I don't want to use two now at half-time, but you can do that. So therefore, your overall squad depth has to be bigger, I think, doesn't it? And it has to be better. And you look around at you know other teams in our sort of ballpark, and they've all got 20, 25 million pound players on the bench. And we, it doesn't have to just be the pathway. The pathway can exist and should exist. And I'm proud that we're a, a club that looks to develop young players. But ultimately, I think they've got to be good enough and they've got to prove that they're good enough rather than being given an automatic pathway through into the first team it's like seeing Gelhart now he's now got the platform to go out and, and, and prove his chops at Sunderland particularly with Ross Stewart getting injured so if he goes there and starts banging in goals it's that proverbial nice problem to have yeah and and have been able to particularly with attacking players just occasionally you'll get a winger who is a good winger but they just meet the match on a day and their style just sort of butts up against someone and you can see it's not working so, you change so, be, it. so yeah. being able to go okay we'll just put another good winger on we just need to see Jesse do that now, don't we? Because mm. he, he talks about it a lot and he, he talks about wanting these weapons and being proactive from the bench and kind of not seeing the difference between starting players and substitutes. They're all part of the team. But then he, he often just sits on his hands and doesn't make any changes until the 70th minute. So it's like, right, you've got the options now to go do it. I was going to say, you do wonder how much that has been dictated by the options and whether he, he didn't necessarily have the faith in some players that, you know, because I think Jesse Marsh has, has probably been guilty of of talking up the players because he's trying to create this sort of positive atmosphere and this oneness within the dressing room. But you wonder if maybe deep down he thinks, well, you know, he's not necessarily going to change the game in the way that I might want, whereas mm. now he's got that You saw choice. it against, yeah. uh, I think it was Brentford though, where it was like, right, come on, we need a bit of impetus now. And he did have options on the bench that day. So you just hope that, yeah, we start to see them and it should be, it could be really exciting. And it also lends us more towards playing 4-3-3 it looks like that's going to be the way forward doesn't it you, you suspect given the midfield options I mean that's the one thing with McKenney is that he's not an obvious there's not an obvious spot for him I wouldn't say in this team in the way we play but you, you kind of assume he's going to play because he's our most expensive player well he will be if we actually buy him and trigger all the, the loan stuff which we look likely to I think but you're forgetting about Ruta there aren't you no but isn't McKenney going to be It'd be about 30 million. Ruter could go up to 35. But oh, in fact, we're splitting hairs. It's because, a lot anyway. Yeah, loads of money. Is it's loads of money. Yeah. So you, you're going to imagine you go in. I mean, yeah, I think him into midfield, maybe instead of Aronson or something, hmm. would, th- would seem the most logical way of doing it. Again, you're going back to having kind of a wealth of options. But that 4-3-3, as much as we speak about it, being a big shift. At times, it looks like 4-2-3-1. At times, it looks like 4-2-2-2-2-2-2-2. So it's kind of like, it just depends who's in there. Like, mm. 
if Harrison is in that midfield three, that sometimes does look like the four-two-three-one. Then, or it does kind of change and shape shift, which I think I like about it. Mm. I don't know, um, but yeah, now now it could be maybe a stable thing with McKenny Adams Rocker in there. But then again, you have the options from the bench to change it. I'm interested to see how he does them, Kenny, because I think from he, we've, he's an actual box-to-box midfielder, which we don't have in the, the current setup, because we've got Adams who sits, Rocker who sort of sits and dictates, but then there's not, I guess it's Aronson's job at the moment to pick the ball up and run through midfield with it, but he's a bit lightweight to do it. Whereas McKenny's a lot more, a much sturdier looking man. Yeah, and there's, there's a real unknown attractiveness. There's a, there's a real exciting, what's the word here? It's... it's an intangible, I guess it is, between McKenney and Tyler Adams because they know each other and they're friends. And does that add something to it as well? They've just got that instinctive kind of mates level understanding of, of how they play. Well, mm. McKenney said Tyler Adams had nothing to do with his decision. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you think it was slightly tongue in cheek that? Perhaps, I really enjoyed, maybe. by the way, that um, Adams interviewing McKenney. I thought that was really well done mm. on, um, on LUTV. Mm. I liked him recommending a Yorkshire pudding wrap. Which I think is quite niche, actually. But then saying, I mean, I've not had one myself yet. <laughs> I, I like McKinney for because I've like everyone. I've been watching a lot of YouTube stuff of him, like little documentaries and stuff. But he comes across as a as a good bloke. Yeah, he's got, and there's little clicky elements to his personality, like yeah, like you know the whole celebrating him doing the Harry Potter celebrations and just having a bit of fun with it all as well. It doesn't all need to be completely serious, does it? Yeah, and just the the way he talks about his childhood and stuff. It seems like him and his brother have got a nice relationship. I, I was thinking about it actually with Jesse's birth order thing because he's the youngest, isn't he? He's got a, an older brother and an older sister, so I don't know where that fits in exactly. But it seems like he was just a kind of a bit of a cheeky kid, I think, and I think it sort of toughened him up having an older brother cause on that. Documentary Western McKenney story talks about being um he's got a scar under his eye from where his brother pushed him into the telly. <laughs> yeah. well, that's what his brother claims anyway. And Weston's more like I think he slammed picked me, me up and slammed me. Yeah. <laughs> um, should mention that uh, it's well worth noting that he, he can't drink espresso otherwise he shits himself, <laughs> which is a nice uh, yeah part of his personality. <laughs> it does wallop the old guts, doesn't it? The old strong coffee. It gets things moving. It does. It does. If, you're not, if you have too much of it, you're not careful. <laughs> I've, I've basically written on the blog that we just can't give him any Red Bull. We've got to keep it away from him. All the boost, I guess. <laughs> McKenny also seems like one of those players who, and I'm not naive enough to think that players will come to Leeds and stay forever anymore. I, I accept that part and parcel of where we are in our evolution, in our life cycle in the Premier League, we might have to keep on trading for a bit and you know selling players to, to keep trading up or whatever. But he strikes me as one of those footballers, a little bit like Matt Click, and maybe a little bit like Tyler Adams as well, who who finds like something really good at Leeds. Like I was going to say, that the phrase I was going to use was "forever home," but it's not a forever home because it's just a, it's a football team, it's a football club, and like I said, they don't stay forever. They always don't fall in love, kids. They'll only ever leave you. Um, but he, I just get the feeling he's going to really get it. He's going to really enjoy Leeds as a just as an experience. I hope so. I think the Click comparison is interesting because I think he's got. Enough seriousness about his game that he'll, he'll impress us, but enough about him otherwise to take it in his, take some of the more unsavoury bits of it in his stride, hopefully. And I can, you, you need a balance of taking football very seriously and not seriously at all, I think, at times. So he, I think he's got that. And, he's, and he should have more than enough pedigree to come in and make a massive difference to the team as well. I know um, McKenny and Ruter and everyone have come in and spoken about the atmosphere and stuff. And I am very intrigued for those two to make their home debuts against Scum. And mm. you think you, you've seen the photo, you've seen the videos and you think it's intense. It's like, yeah, it could be a, beyond your expectations, perhaps that game. Yeah, I think they'll enjoy it, won't they? Home debut red card. 
<laughs> Michael, you always have to drag it down, don't you? What do you think of the shape of the squad overall now then? Because Llorente's um, obviously gone uh, on loan to Roma, which is funny, isn't it? How people have been dead nice to him. Now he's no longer our problem kind of thing. You know, like say, oh, good luck, Diego. You always tried your best for us and kind of, you know, when he's tweeted about it. It's like getting rid of a really shit car that you don't start looking back on fondly. Like, oh, that was great, wasn't it? Like, oh, it was funny how it we used had, to always break down. We had some good times in it. <laughs> But um, I, I like Juventus for reasons I say I, I can't quite put my finger on why it is. I you just put your thumb on it. Yeah, I could put my <laughs> thumb on it. But I was saying this. We were saying this in, um, in propaganda, weren't we, when we did it uh, a day or two back? I, I like there's something about Diego Juventus. I can't help but like maybe just because he's played for us, his physical comedy. I don't know the fact he always just looks a bit confused. I don't know the pinged balls into midfield, and you think, what are you trying to do, you maniac? I mean, yeah, I always liked that he always looked kind of. He always reminded me of like a stern granddad or something. But then he had this kind of physical comedy element to him. But I mean, to, to be fair to him, when he got fit in his first season, he was like, bloody hell, where have, where have we got this guy from? He was great that that second half of the um, first season back in the Premier League. But then, yeah, it all got it all got a bit stressful at the club in general. And I don't think that really helps Diego, bless him. I think he, I hope he does well. And I think he can probably reinvent himself because he's not of an age where you think he's completely dropped on a cliff and you're like, oh, actually, no, he, he can't do it anymore. Is he 29? Yeah, so he should he should still be absolutely fine. And he has played for Spain and he's played in La Liga and he was good for us for a time. So players need changes, don't they, sometimes? I am very intrigued by what Mourinho's going to make of him. Mm. He doesn't strike me as a Mourinho defender. No, not really. Just slapping him about the face for the first <laughs> couple of months. But it's, it's a good deal from a Leeds perspective, isn't it? in in the sense it's that... It's a miracle. We've had effectively what a thought to be his best years out of him age-wise mm. and then to recoup the money that we paid. Although we, we're we not sure at this stage if it's I mean, how much of it is an option and how much of it is an obligation. Well, let's, let's assume it goes through to, to be able to do that. If it goes through to its natural conclusion, then yeah, we've done all right, haven't we? We have to say, Victor Otto was right. When he gave out that contract, if we actually get the money for him, when he gave out that contract, everyone was like, but yeah, we're tying him down for his worst years here. What are we doing? So but, um, Wednesday the 1st of February, note this then, Victor Otto was right. Well, he, he might have been, yeah. It's a weird <laughs> thing to... He's just signed his contract though, because it's a bit Matt Smith, isn't it? The sign a new deal, then get sold. Well, before the World Cup, I kind of poked fun at uh, Victor because he did an interview where he was talking about the excitement of the players, the Leeds players going to the World Cup and being revalued was the way he, he um, put it. And he, the players he mentioned were Rodrigo and Urente and Matt Click. And you sort of think, are any of these players going to really mm. shoot up in value? But I suppose giving Urente was a way of protecting that value but it is football's just fucking mental isn't it like <laughs> the, the, even giving him a new contract how that kind of convinces Roma to go oh yeah 18 million will will potentially give you that it, it none not, of it makes sense I was just going to say you it, had the exact words I was going to say yeah, none of it makes it's sense it's pointless trying yeah. to make sense of it I guess that is football isn't it elsewhere away from the transfers if we're done on that I, I think f- we're, we're, the ones going out the others going out oh, yeah. I suppose okay. would be um, the loanees that I think I think the ones that have gone out on loan, and I suppose Cresswell needs covering in this as well because we nearly sold him yesterday, apparently, didn't we? Yeah, be interested four, to see four million pounds to Stoke. where his his future lies. Yeah, uh, and, may, and maybe they've not done that because of the whole missing the recall window. So he's got to stay at Millwall, and then maybe that's something they do in the summer. It's, it's funny how his his star has fallen to an extent, hasn't it? Mm. And whether they just see other options as as better or more viable, or maybe it's just they take this opportunity to bring in four million quid for a young player. There's a long time to go though to see how that loan with Millwall pans out. I know it's not gone as well as we all hoped and especially when he scored two goals on his debut and everyone seemed to think that was just going to happen every week from now. But it's part of being a footballer, isn't it? Getting dropped and trying to work your way back into the team. And he's still played 
more than he would have played at Leeds. Mm. So so things can change. And I mean, I was reading about um, Eddie and Ketty the other day and how the season he joined Leeds, he'd started to work with like an external personal trainer and stuff. And it showed you a photo of his physique then to his physique now. And he's like completely different. Mm. He's, he's quite stacked now. And it's... Give his number to Brendan. Yeah, well, this is the thing. It's like you think of Joffy as well at Sunderland. Like maybe, the, you know, these players are still all maturing, aren't they? And jumping to judgments on him now, it's really difficult. We don't know what he's going to become, do we? No, like, no. He could come back. He could have, he could play another 20 games between now and the end of the season and suddenly he's coming back to Leeds. Yeah, and I know you look at young players who you think you think of them sometimes bursting into first teams and staying there, but actually, if you look at the England squad, people like Kane had times out on loan. Foden was used very sparingly as well, wasn't he? At yeah, and, and someone like Ben White was, when he was Cresswell's age, he'll have been at Newport or Peterborough, weren't he, or somewhere? So, it's, the path isn't always obvious, is it? And like and Kjelder and, and Drama are two others that have gone out and, you know, I think have got a chance of coming back and maybe establishing themselves as well. So, yeah, we'll see with all of them. It, it all shines a light on the Premier League too, the under-21s not being very good as a standard. Like, you used to have the reserves, didn't you, where you could sort of blood young players and see them break through against, against you know, men. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, um, it's gone, hasn't it? And the, the standard of Premier League too is quite lightweight versus... Premier League proper so how do you bridge that gap well it's get game time isn't it yeah I think um, Jesse touched upon that recently and he actually described it as like we need to decide whether to send them out on loan to play real football which Mm. is kind of the reflection of the 21s you know it's just not real and you see it with like Darko JB you know he can look great but then he kind of does some daft stuff which just doesn't get punished at that level yeah I think Joffy will do well at Sunderland I'm glad he's gone to Sunderland actually I know him going back to Wigan was kind of a nice story but I think if you're looking for a level and a stadium that's more like Ellen Road. The stadium alike is probably not a bad place for it because there's yeah. an expectant fan base there and it's going to be, there's going to be a degree of pressure that he probably wouldn't have had at Wigan. Yeah, and would it be too easy actually, you know, to go back into your comfort zone there at Wigan? Yeah, that's what I mean. Bit, like, yeah. And because they're, well, they do they even have a manager at the moment? No, Torre got fired, yeah. didn't they? So he'd be going there without a manager. They're expected to go down, whereas Sunderland are not necessarily expected to go up, but they're, they're around the playoffs. They're, aren't they? they're so, aspiring to it, yeah. Yeah, so I, I feel like that's a, a tough one for him and I'm glad for um, I feel we owe Sunderland after sending in Lawrence Dubok well with reference with reference to Sunderland we could have them in the FA Cup couldn't we if they um, if they see off Fulham and it's 50 years on from 1973 everybody I'm sure that won't be mentioned at all in the, in the coverage <laughs> it's um, it's a one-off game this isn't it there's no uh, there's no replay and no extra time to go straight to penalties this one I can't quite remember if there's, if there's extra time or not but there's definitely no, re- the room, the there's no replay but it's I mean it's not a horrific draw is it I mean ultimately you can't you can't have easy ties all through the FA Cup unless you're Man United, but you're going to have to beat somebody good at some point. And yeah, I did see in, in comparison to our 12 aways in a row, I think they've had nine cup ties in a row at home now and been drawn at home or something. Yeah. I, I think that does include league and FA Cup. But Heated balls, Michael. What's that got to do with it? Hey. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's an interesting tie in it. And it'll be midweek for the week where we straddle February into, into March. Presumably that's going to be on the telly if we play Sunderland. Fulham, I'm not sure. Maybe. Mm, yeah, maybe not. I mean, you say we can't have an easy draw all the way through, but I'm looking at the rest of the draws. The winners of Southampton v Luton, that's the replay. Oh no, sorry, Southampton v the winner of Luton or Grimsby. I won't mind that in the next round. That would have mm. been fine. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. I mean, a home tie against any of these would have, I would have fancied, I suppose. There was only really, let's face it, Man City and Scum in there that you'd, you'd want to desperately avoid. Yeah, it's it's wide open, isn't it? It really is. So there's the scum spurs as well to an extent. To an extent, but they they're not great, mm. are they? No. You could you we could beat them. Yeah. 
Yeah. Whereas you look at Man United, which is it's just sort of a bit of kryptonite, isn't it? Is Man United? Um, yeah. Maybe we, maybe we uh, I don't know. Maybe we get past that this season. Who I knows? mean, look at that final tie: Ipswich Town or Burnley v Sheffield Wednesday or Fleetwood. We gotta fucking win this cup. Just get all the terrible teams, and we can do it. And uh, not winning the cup commiserations to the women who lost nine um, nil against Arsenal at Boreham Woods, which sounds a lot worse than it actually is because you're talking absolutely huge gap in um, in standards. Like you look at Leeds to Accrington Stanley over the weekend; it's magnitudes of that, isn't it? The, yeah. the haves and the have-nots in the women's game. Who like Arsenal made a, a world record bid, didn't they, um, before their window shut? Yeah, which admittedly, the, the women, like women's window, only half a million quid, but half a million quid is many times the entire Leeds budget yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for and several years they're a full-time team Leeds train twice a week there was an interview yeah. in the Times um, with Danielle Whittam or Witham I'm not quite sure how to pronounce it but she's talking about having to swap shifts and finish work early because to get to training because she's a firefighter mm. and it's just an absolute pain in the ass to even get to training yeah because well um, Olivia Smart that we spoke to on the um, on the extra ball as well have a, have a look at that that's worth a look because she details all that herself you know and she's She's working within the NHS, like high-level surgery, practicing and things like that. It's like, this is transplants we're doing and you're like, you're, then you're trying to find time to go training around all this and, you know, your body clock's all over the place from shift work. It's like, just imagine that. Yeah, I mean, the odds told their own story when Arsenal were a thousand to one on to win this game. Really? Uh, you don't get that. Like, I think when England plays San Marino, it's not a thousand to one on. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, the, it's as ludicrous as it sounds. So, but yeah, good a good experience, I suppose, to play at a, a higher level and something to... I guess to know to know where the level is as well. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Part two is the preview of the visit to Knott's Forest on Sunday. Are we playing on Sunday with a televised game, aren't we? Two o'clock. Mm. What have you made of Forest this season? And they're absolutely... I mean, we're segueing straight in off the back of talking about transfers, so I guess that's the obvious jump-off point, isn't it? They've gone absolutely insane. Completely and utterly. I suppose it's working. Paul He's... Lewis O'Brien. Did he get his move in the end or not? I don't think he actually went anywhere in, oh, the, really? in the end, did he? I can't, I can't remember. I've, I've... The, low, the loan window for the EFL is still open, I think, isn't it? So that might yet right. happen. Ah, uh, fair enough. Yeah, they, I think they're already moving out quite a few players, aren't they, that they signed in summer? Who's the, they... the kid who they signed from Watford? They got Dennis. A, Dennis yeah, yeah they got a nice. job, a lot of players, and then they're like, 
filtering through and once they've got them they're like oh shit these I mean, I know what we got these for I really like the um, the Kalar Navas signing mm. it's like uh, that annoying keeper from Scum has got injured for a few weeks and like oh, shit well, what? they've actually got like four other goalkeepers yeah. they're like no no we'll get another just for these three weeks he's injured do you think um, that'll see Henderson back in the under 21s when he um, when he comes back from from injury possibly yeah yeah yes be alright there for a bit yeah they, yeah they've spent an absolutely frightening amount of money John Joe Shelby's a weird one as well yeah. signing him that felt they've given him like a three year deal as well haven't they just feels insane I know they'll be their fans will be kind of happy that they've got a big squad and everything but I would definitely be worried if I was a, a, a Notts Forest fan right now mm. how, how does it all fit together because you'd be thinking well what what happens next in summer like we've got to because there are financial fair play stuff and I read some stuff around the summer transfer window saying how they're just about potentially going to stay on the right side of it but if you risk going down with a squad like that it's I don't know it's a yeah. bit it's a bit terrifying because they're going to they're not going to be able to move everyone on that easily what are the allowable losses it's, is it 105 million over three years yes yeah, which like I mean that. as Chelsea are going to find out it's a real problem yeah <laughs> but they've, they've given everyone 40 year contracts haven't they so it's it's spread out but yeah. it just also gives them no wriggle room but but you, you, would, you would imagine they're not given what they've spent that they're not going to be far off hitting that I mean we know from our experience that your first year back up actually you get a bit of a uh, a free hit don't you because your wages don't skyrocket you know your overheads and your costs are not as high as they end up being sort of two three years down the line when you start renewing contracts because footballers ultimately become aware of what they can earn elsewhere oh the forest came up with no players didn't they that was one no, of those that's true things. yeah but the thing because so many of these are on loans or short term deals and stuff they're going to potentially go down with no players <laughs> yeah yeah it's a risky business but the, equally they've got 21 points in the 13th so have they got 21 that's annoying isn't it yeah. quite good actually hasn't quite good yeah. <laughs> I mean in fairness we're, we've got we're only our, if you just win our simple game in hand against Scum mm. then um, then we can be on that too it's annoying we were meant to play them earlier in the season weren't we and we, it was the game when they were shit but the game got um, was, it, was it Queen was it one of the yeah. Queen cancellations it was wasn't it uh, the Queen cancellations like she she ruled that they should be but yeah in that in that batch but they've um, yeah they've picked up a lot recently yeah, it'd be interesting this one. I think in terms of where where it sits for us, like and and Jesse's overall position, because it is really is do or die time. And you know the the addition of the of the players that we have added in the in the transfer window, I think has left him. Is it fair to say nowhere to hide? Not that he's hiding, but um, it's the only phrase that immediately springs to mind. You, yeah, he's been backed more than any Leeds manager has ever been backed in a, a January transfer window. So. Yeah, make it work. Start winning. Is that, is that, <laughs> it is sort of that simple, isn't it? I mean, I know we've had some kind of fun results in the cup recently, I guess. Um, but it's still. I mean, when did we last win? Bournemouth was it in the league? Yeah, it will have been, right? Which yeah. was bonfire night. I know there's been a World Cup and stuff, but yeah, we really need to start um, seeing some returns on all this because there is a good squad. I think we've got a good squad. I don't think um, we can't keep kind of again not to want to use that word, but hiding behind. Oh, it's you know, we're still kind of uh, learning the tactics and all that. It's mm. like, come on, just start start winning. Now. It needs to start delivering results, doesn't it? I've no idea what, what team he picks in this, I have to say. Um, you'd imagine... Does McKenney go straight in? Does I think McKenney goes straight in. Maybe. Or maybe, I don't know, it's hard to, to know, isn't it, whether he's meshed in enough. Um, but I mean, he should, should be fit because he's coming... It's not like when in previous years when we've signed like Big Kev or someone and he'd not played for ages. You know, he, he has been play, playing regularly. Well, let's, let's work it backwards then. So, from the front, Assuming Rodri, the route because there's been rumours of Rodrigo being injured this week, which mm. have not been either cleared up one way or another. So assuming he's fit, he starts up front. Probably. 
Oh, Bamford's got. He's a Forest fan, isn't he? Bamford. He's from there, isn't he? I think. Yeah, yeah. From, yeah. I think he's, in the early uh, in his early career, he was at there. Was he in their academy? Yeah, I think so. And maybe oh, he was. Uh, he was certainly uh, Stern John was his idol, wasn't he? I'm yeah. sure I've heard that before, which is which is strange. But you want you want to take Rodrigo out if unless he's injured. He's he's on a hot streak, isn't he? So he's your number nine. And then do we do four three three? Do we have three players behind Rodrigo? And if so, who do you pick? Because Nonto's obviously got to be one of the first names on the mm. team sheet. Mm. Would you put Ruta straight in? No, I think he'll. I think he'll drop out. You think? I would say so. Sinister is back fit, isn't he? Harrison's there. I'd like. I hope this is the game. Sounds harsh, but Aronson just gets dropped to the bench. Yeah, because we've got the options now. Let's um, just stop putting him in the firing line for people mm. to shout at him and moan at him. Because we've got players now, and if he is out of form, cool. Let him let him regain his form. I guess. Yeah. I'm feeling a four three three. I think Ruter might start with Nonto on the left and Rodrigo through the middle. But where's Jackie play then? I don't know. I, I think I think Jackie's in instead of uh, instead of Ruta. You think? I think he's? I think he's still quite because he he actually isn't fit, is he? And I was saying. McKenny should be fit enough to slot right in. Mm. Ruter isn't. He's not. He's not been playing for ages, had he? So, well, and he, and he did. He did all right the other, the other game, but it was not. I don't think it was that good that you've got to start him. Good weapons to bring off the bench. Let's let's not do the weapons thing. We're not using weapons. <laughs> <laughs> the right to bear arms and all that. The American takeover continues. Um, McKenny straight in then. I'd, I'd say so, wouldn't you? Yeah. Fuck it. Chuck him in. <laughs> <laughs> what would Forrest do? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I don't think anyone knows, do they? That's the thing. Yeah, should we just spend ten minutes or so talking about each each one of their signings? Well, do you know what? Um, <laughs> one of these, I watched them against must have been against Scum in the League Cup, and you watch Forest and you don't have a clue who any of the players mm. are, but they have this new midfielder called Gustavo Scarpa, who they signed from Brazil, and uh, I really like him. He looks like he should be on the cover of the NME in like 2006. <laughs> He's got like long, shaggy hair, bit of a headband, and he kept like trying to score left-footed volleys. I don't know who this guy is. I think he's about 29, 30. And you just sort of think, why? how have these people rocked up at Nats Forest? It's really weird. <laughs> and they've got Chris Wood, of course, as well now. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Is he, is he on loan from Newcastle or did they get him permanently? I think alone. <laughs> but New, let's face it. <laughs> That's enough, that let's fight. face it, Newcastle don't want him back. No. The way they're going. They're he, was going. A, he was a short-term measure, wasn't he? Yeah, where they're going, they don't need Chris Wood. Although, Callum Wilson is made out of biscuits and... Uh, what's his name Isaac keeps getting injured doesn't mm-hmm. he so uh, maybe they need, they do need him back who knows I think just spend another £50 million on a, a better player in summer probably um, so yeah I guess he might start he started the last game Gibbs White's injured isn't he let's say yes <laughs> <laughs> great <laughs> I think Andy Reid is he still knocking about <laughs> yeah yeah. Um, and I'm looking forward to um, as long as we can keep Brian Roy under control Um then Pierre van Hoydonk's supply should be cut off. Excellent. Uh, what have they been up to recently? Then Forrest and who? And what are their what's their style? Let's have a look. I mean, their weakness. They've got they've got two strengths, which are aerial duels, which are strong at and stealing the ball from the opposition. But they do have a lot more weaknesses, which sound a lot more important to me. Which is keeping possession, finishing scoring chances, defending attacks down the wings, defending against long shots. Wings pointless. Well, yeah, fair point. Defending against through balls. Protecting the lead, defending set pieces, and avoiding fouls in dangerous areas. They're should very just, weak. At should that. we just go win it? I think that'd be good. We're going to have to win at some point, aren't we? Yeah, I think we need to, and we should probably start here. And we'll be in the lucky yellow and blue. Playing, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the playing well and losing. No, that we did at Villa. That needs to stop. Yeah, yeah. Let's win. Come on, <laughs> come on, Jesse. <laughs> the note, note of desperation in your Please. voice. Please. Yeah, it, it, it needs to start bearing fruit and pretty quickish, doesn't it? 
I mean, yeah, we've not won in a in a while. I mean, and that, the gap for the World Cup has made it feel worse as well, hasn't it? That's the thing. It's on. I mean, it's only one, two, three, four, five, six games since we won. That's quite a long time. It is a long time. I was being facetious, yeah. Michael. Yeah, that is, a, that is a long time. More, in, more importantly, Michael, you're going. What time are you starting drinking? I don't know. Actually, I'm getting a lift, so I can can start anytime. Is, Ho- is Hooters still there? You went to university in Nottingham, Rob? Did you? Is that right? I don't know anything about Hooters though. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was always one of the favourite away pubs, wasn't it? In Nottingham, was uh, was Hooters because it's quite close to the station. I think. Do you tell me? I don't know, I'm asking you. <laughs> I've, I've not been. I've I've previously drank at Notts County. Hooters when, I, when I've been there. Notting. So um, is it still even there? So we'll see. It's still there. It appears to still be there, but they have all you need: hot wings, burgers, steaks, ribs, and salad, Fair and enough. more sport than you can shake a stick at in glorious HD. That's the real selling point of Hooters, isn't it? The hate the HD sports coverage. <laughs> also, who's doing it? Who's knocking out SD sports coverage in this day and age? Yeah, that's true. But no, looking forward to it. It'd be good. Not been to it away in ages. So. Yeah, and yeah, I've, I think last time I went, we were drinking in the Notts um, County bar because they open that up for away fans, don't mm. they, as well? It's a nice nice little moneymaker for them before you go over the river to Notts Forest. That's the one. What are you feeling in your waters for this one then, Rob? Away win? Is it, or is it going to be another draw? <sighs> or dare we even contemplate a defeat? I think, we should, I think we should win. But I'm saying it with no confidence. It's weird. It's like, it's like how I was saying... The transfer window went unset- unsettlingly well. I sort of think we should win, but I'm unsettled by saying that. Mm. Um, but yeah, let's let's go for a win. I think I think I'm going to be uns- unsettled by their lineup as well because I just don't know who's going to be in it. I feel like I might turn up and they've signed some different players. Like I'm just looking down their squad list. They've got someone called Cafu in it. For all I know, that's the real that's the real Cafu. I don't mm. know, I don't know where he's come from. Jack Colback. I thought he'd retired. He's in there for some reason, still playing football. God knows. Um, let's win. Let's win. We've got, um, I mean, uh, do you say they're bad at aerial duels or good at them? That's, the, that's one of their few ones. strengths. But we're going to have, we're going to have a big defence, presumably, because we're going to have, um, well, Verba or Strauch at left back. McKenney's much. McKenney's good in the air as we well. We could talk about that. We could talk about it, like rather than just saying stuff about hooters and wings, we could talk about football. No, we don't know anything about it, though, do we? Yeah, but who would, you, who would you put in? Would you put big sexy pirate at left back, Verba and Cooper at the back, maybe? A lot of left footies. Let's foot. properly roll the dice and see what Furfo does. You think so? <laughs> Robin, Robin Cox suspended, right? Yeah. 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 So, I don't know, I suppose you could go Verben Strauk. Do we know if Cooper's fixed? He's been missing a bit mm. recently. Oh is my this, God, is, is, this this day? is this Junior's day? Because he's, he's on a hot streak now having scored. He is. Or do we just put Montero straight in? <laughs> <laughs> At left back. Yeah. <laughs> now let him play centre-back. Verben can go, um, go to the left. It'd be interesting because we've not seen enough of of Verber, have we in, in proper football? I know he's played some cup games, but it'll be interesting to see if him being there makes the defence as a whole better because that's the hope, isn't it? That he's the, the one bit of magic that somehow fixes everything and he doesn't turn into, you know, Sally Ucas having had a good few opening games. You start thinking, oh, that's why it wasn't too much money <laughs> for a little while. But no, we'll, we'll, I think I predict, I think I said it definitely wouldn't be in a little against Brentford, didn't I? So I'll just say that again. Definitely won't be nil nil. <laughs> I think. Um, I think I've realised. I, I don't really want to predict very confidently because the last time we were there was promotion season, wasn't it? And that was absolutely awful. Like one mm. of the really low points where Sounds Bill Ailey had to come out and, and yeah, they're they're always really up for it, aren't they? For whatever reason against us, it's almost like they don't like us. They really hate us. I think I, I might have said before on the podcast. I used to work in their club shop, and yeah, they're really not fans of Leeds. People have come up to me at the counter and 
start asking me about Forest, and I'd be like, I don't care, mate. So don't know anything about, yeah. about Notts Forest. I actually, oh. I, yeah, I, one of one of their players actually once came up, and I was serving him, and they have they all have like accounts where they get all the stuff for free, and I was like, that'll be forty quid, mate, or whatever. And just this manager like r- rushing, I'm like, no, no, I'll serve him. It's fine, Rob. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> don't know who that nobody is. <laughs> Uh, so away win with no confidence. Michael definitely not a nil nil six all. I'll just I'll say away win. Well, whatever we need one, so let's not even contemplate the alternative. Is that fine? That's fine. Here in Yorkshire, we don't like waste. So with energy consumption front of mind these days, there's a lot of focus on conserving it and minimising waste. Boxed have loads of great advice on their website about how to use your heating system as efficiently as possible to help keep your energy bills down. Should you leave your heating on all the time or switch it on and off as needed? Boxed will help you answer that question and plenty more and save you plenty of cash in the long run too. You could save up to £1,150 a year by upgrading to a new, more efficient boiler and using a Google Nest learning thermostat. Boxed, take away the hassle of upgrading your boiler to a brand new A-rated one. The process starts on the website, couldn't be easier. Installation is carried out by an expert qualified installer and is included in the price. 0% finance is available, subject to status. Boxed will give you a fixed, fair price in just 90 seconds. And as a listener to this show, you can save an additional £50 on your online quote by using the code TSB50. So just head to boxed.co.uk, that's B-O-X-T.co.uk, and use that code TSB50 to upgrade your boiler and save money now. Part three is heroes and villains, so should we get into that? Why not? Why not? Who's uh, who's up first then in the Ken Bates Villain of the Week Award? Uh, Leeds corner, opposition corner, third parties, where do you want to start? Only one Leeds player. I mean, sort of an ex Leeds player um, nominated this year, this week, uh, Urente, for fucking up our clean sheet by coming on. Oh. There is also one for Ruter, but they're they're not being sincere. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're basically it's a House of Stoats is is going on the basis that he's been slagging off Junior, then the negative reinforcement worked for him. Right. So right now he's saying he's a thirty million pounds Tyler Roberts. <laughs> Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. <laughs> let's give let's give him a chance to. Uh, other than that, the genuine nominations. Uh, the ref gets a few. That child. We're about the child who was at Accrington here at this point. Yeah. So it's it's a fairly light week because of you know it was fine, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> I really like that we've got nominations for the ref and no one's still learnt his name. <laughs> I still couldn't tell you myself. Should we find out? Yeah, you can do. I suppose. Talk among yourselves, and I'll. Uh... <laughs> so yeah, the dickhead ref gets is, is uh, so the BM says, and uh, Jesse Blank might bod says that you could actually see his thoughts dribbling out of his ears as the game went on. First half, shit, I've no, no VAR, best blow for everything, cover my ass. Second half, made it from right from my own back here. I'm going to end up giving six pens if I don't calm down. Best not give anything for a while. Last half hour, oh, I can't not give that. I'm going to have to book someone. That was essentially that's, his his method. That's a very good summary. I was just trying to think, I can't actually remember. I know he was annoying, but I can't remember what happened. But yeah, mm. that is perfect. Let's have a look. Right, I'm, I'm digging through the various uh, reports I online. think he was called something generic, like Peter Williams. <laughs> or William Peters that's the one yeah let's go with that uh, apologies if you're Peter Williams I didn't mean to say you were generic <laughs> sorry Peter it's a good name uh, one, three. I'm just getting a load of uh, when I look I'm getting a load of train times between Accrington and Leeds when I look so I've had to put the score in now in order to, uh, to try and find out exactly those trains will be cancelled anyway you can almost guarantee let's have a look uh, you carry on <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've run out of things to say about Peter Williams oh no I found it you're right here's a generic name Here's a generic name. Uh, should we have a quiz? Uh, go on. Think, well, think, well, I've already made my Peter Williams guess. Am I wrong? You're not. It, it's not Peter Williams. It's not even like Peter Williams, but it's of the same ilk in terms of 
It's a very, it's a very what you might term generic surname. It's a very Peter Williams-ish name. The, the, the most generic surname. Smith. Smith. Correct. First name. William. No, think of a, a relatively youngish person's name. Like you wouldn't expect to have a granddad or someone over 60 called this. Darren. Wilf. No. Um, Darren. <laughs> Oh, no, actually, yeah, Darren's Darren's older, <laughs> isn't it? Darren's more of a more of like forty, fifty year old man. Um, Something Smith. Come on, you might have a mate called this, like this first name, Callum. So it's a lot, yeah, around that sort of ballpark. Do you want a clue? Go on. Starts with a J. Jaden. No. Joseph. No. Go on, just tell us. Josh. 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 Josh Smith. Smith. Josh Smith. God, that is very. Is that... Josh a young person's name? <laughs> Yeah, but uh, if, if, if you said that the referee is Josh Smith, if you said Joshua Smith, you might think he was a bit older, but if okay. he's Josh Smith, he's, if he's selling himself as that, you're thinking you're in your 20s or 30s. Yeah, equally, if he was on, on loan to Bournemouth, I'd, from Bournemouth, mm. I'd be like, oh, okay. It could yeah. be a Bournemouth player. Yeah, Josh yeah. Smith sounds right back. Yeah, yeah. And yeah next so, to Simon Francis. Yes. Yeah. Hello, to, <laughs> hello to you if you are a Josh Smith. Get in touch and let us know how you feel about your uh, namesake letting the refereeing world down. Mm. Um, Keown gets nominations for. Martin Keown stuff. If you watch the game on the BBC, almost doesn't need an explanation, does it? But yeah, his inanity, his as as Morley Ryan says, uh, monotonous, dull, dour. Yeah, it's all very, very accurate. It's very difficult to listen to, isn't he? Yeah, and Dickie Wood points out everything he saw was wrong. Fouls that um, fouls where there weren't any, no fouls that were where there were uh, their animals cleaned out a Leeds player. Uh, he even gave them man of the match. Yeah, I didn't re- Sarah points that out as well that he couldn't bring himself to give a Leeds player the man of the match. Who did he give man of the match? I didn't realise that. I think it was their keeper. Yeah, who was who was praised excessively for being. Oh, he's, he's twenty one years old. Look at what he's doing. He's absolutely in his element here. He's doing so well for a young man. You know, you don't see this very often. Stepping Melier's twenty two. Yeah, <laughs> ridiculous. He's, he's going nowhere. That kid. Yeah, uh, and, and he, he let three in. So dog uh, shit. Give it. You should have given it to Bamford. <laughs> is what he should have done. Yeah, West Ham Ralph with a nomination for. Thame or Tame or however you pronounce their centre back. It's got an R in it actually. Um, Douglas Tharm. Tharm. Yeah. Uh, Tharmaceuticals. Big Tharma. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> uh, for kicking the back of Bamford and um, running over and calling him a prick or whatever he did. Yeah, fair enough. It's been an all right week, really, isn't it? If, the, if we're scraping the barrel with uh, yeah with that fella. And, did uh, we give it Keown last week? I can't remember. We might have done. Done a lot since then, haven't we? Mm. Oh, Keown had. Criticised Marsh, hadn't we? Yeah, which, which we all do as well. But which we, we all agreed with, but because <laughs> he's a Leeds hating bastard, we weren't having it. We, did, we weren't having it from him. That was the thing. Um, I think um, Ruber's shout of David Ornstein is a good one as well. Meant to be a serious journal, yet his tweets during the game were piss poor bollocks. And it was like, <laughs> yeah, just let us enjoy the game. Moscow's written about it in his match report, but it's like, lads, we're playing. You don't, you don't have to tell us. <laughs> like right now, it's fine. we do, we are here to watch the football. Believe mm-hmm. it or not, I know that whole industry kind of the playing of football gets in the way of it but just give it 90 minutes it's fine mm. it was like when my, my dog died when we were on holiday and we, we was we got told as soon as we got there like dog had died kind of took the shine off the whole uh, the whole holiday would rather not have known until afterwards mm. until we got back who, who was looking after it uh, he was in kennels oh it's bad for the kennels as well isn't it nah it's fine they, they know exactly what they're doing we bought them for, it's, just, it's the breeder that, um, that bred them and then, just... the, well, then they sold you another one <laughs> you're a mug <laughs> 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 Sorry, making light of your dead dog. No, yeah. it's, it was just it was an, it wasn't that old. He was only nine and a half. Big dog. He was a big dog. Just laid down and went to sleep. Bless him. Oh. Oh, Henry. Anyway, uh, so those breeders they're nominated. No, they're, they're not. They're good people. Fair enough. Right, um, Martin Keown, ref, child ref. Yeah, give it to him. What I forgot his name already. Josh. Joshy. Josh. Josh Smith. Mm. I mate Joshy. I mean, actually, no. Give it to Keown. 
He's yeah. fucking awful. He's, he's, he brings nothing. Feels like we're punching down a little bit with uh, with little Josh. Yeah, it does. Keon's ugly enough to take it. Yeah. So we'll punch up instead and um, and aim it at Keon. Yeah, he does make everything worse, doesn't he, Martin Keon? Yeah, yeah. He, he brings nothing. I've got no interest in anything he's got to say. Good. Case closed, Your Honour. Uh, sorry, we rest our case, Your Honour, because the, the lawyer doesn't say case closed, do they? Have <laughs> you been chatting to Levi's? <laughs> Uh, right, let's get on to the Katana Barada Hero of the Week award and uh, deal with um, who is on course to be our player of the season and man of the match for that game against Accrington. Pat Bamford got it, taking it uh, away from uh, Jackie, Verber, Sinistera, all scored above seven. Very good. Furpo nearly did 6.98. Oh, so close, So Genia. close. Yeah, and Jorginho came just shy of seven as well. And th- that child referee got 2.23 out of 10. <laughs> Bless him. The refs always get, I think the best the refs had this year has been about. 5.7 or something so it's it's on a different scale as the refereeing but um, very harsh that um, Diego Llorente on his final appearance for Leeds gets the lowest rating as well below Matteo Joseph Fine. who didn't he come on for about two minutes at the end. <laughs> did nothing wrong though did they didn't concede I don't, a goal did Diego do anything wrong uh, he was on the pitch when we conceded I think some I, I did see an argument that because it had all gone wrong at that side of the pitch because of him it meant other players got dragged across trying to cover his mistakes. And That's too technical for us. Player of the year, then Willie Nonto still on course for that with 7.6, average out of 10. Over the course of the season, Tyler Adams second. We can't include Jorginho just yet. He's, Not only, yet. he's only played about 10 minutes. So, um, but he's better than Melier. That's what we're saying after one performance against Washington. <laughs> I mean, if Harrison, Melier, Ruta, Adams and Nonto kind of finished the season quite poorly, there's a chance that Matt Click could win this award, which I would end up... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's still that'd be that really would be fun. Yeah, it'd be great. Although it would mean an end of the season that we didn't enjoy very much. Um, right, which of those players is in the uh, in the pool for the Hero of the Week award? Jackie Bamford um, Junior's in there. Verba. Who else? I mean, Bamford's the main one. And Dan says uh, anything other than Pat Bamford is wrong, which I like as a, as an argument. So links our play um, and is our glue. It if was it's... it was nice seeing him be interviewed on on the BBC afterwards, wasn't it? Yeah, if as, been... as an antidote to listening to Keown. <laughs> yeah he was enjoying football which is something I don't think Keown ever does even when he's something really good has happened he always likes to talk about it in really grave terms like well he's going to have to do that on a sustained basis now it's like well, just fucking enjoy what you've it's a game enjoy it for a second Martin but it's not even your team it's not even like you've got it's not even like you've got the dread of having to support this he's just he's just very boring about everything isn't he but yeah um, he does make the point that um, if he'd been fit Bamford this is not Keown else would still be here and Marsh would still be doing TED Talks <laughs> to smooth your way through life come on uh, Zach is also saying that he's on the plane for World Cup 2026 is Pat Bamford on the on the basis of that performance against uh, against Aquinton and I'm all for it he does look better though doesn't he like physically uh, we commented earlier in the season when he came on like his running and his touch just looked weird like he looked like he'd lost use of his legs I mean temporarily I think he was still injured basically wasn't he mm. he just couldn't figure out what was wrong with him but yeah, he's even just um, seeing him call that defender a fucking daft twat. It's mm. like, oh, he's, he's the Bamford we all love. He's great. I bet um, McKenney's going to be good for him in terms of upping his trash-talking game. Yeah, maybe. Because Bamford's always been perceived as being a bit nice. I want, I want McKenney to give him lessons in trash-talk. Yeah, da- daft twat is very light, isn't it? That's like what you, you, know, you, say, to, you say to your mate if he's like spilt something. He's yeah. perfect, though, for an Accrington defender. He's so condescending, <laughs> I think. Just like, you daft twat. I look, yeah, I look forward to... Um, Pat maybe giving some uh, some verbals to Sean Dyche when he when we play Everton because if Bamford's still on the bench at that point won't be too far away from each mm-hmm. other maybe it'll be in the starting eleven by then yeah and Quite what will possibly. what what will what will Pat say and what will 
Sean Dyche say? I don't know, we'll have to wait and see, won't we? <laughs> what, do you, what do you think, Rob? What do you imagine Pat might say to him? I think he's going to call him a fucking daft twat again. Yeah, what, what do you think uh, Dyke should say to that? He'll maintain a dignified silence. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I think he'll do. But just imagine if he no, didn't. I think, if he didn't. He, I, I think he'll, um, he'll not want to get involved in any touchline shenanigans, so we'll just... Come on, um, he loves that. He's, he'll, just, he'll just look at him. He's a man that the red mist is going to descend. Just no, imagine I, Pat Bamford patting Sean Dyche on the head, calling him a fucking daft twat. After he scored three. Yeah, with yeah. his right foot. And it was it was Palace where they didn't know what foot he used, wasn't it? Mm. Not Burnley. What, what do you think? I just don't get to it. You know... <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not biting today, are you? No, not today. Not today. Uh, John, yeah, so Jackie, Jackie got nominations for oh, yeah. scoring. Yep. And also, um, I suppose he needs some now for staying as well. Yes. I've no idea whether he Insisting. Wanted... He put his foot down and said, I'm staying. It's all fine and well trying to sell me. I'm staying. He chained himself to um, McKenny, my head. Said he wasn't leaving. Said if I can go, he's coming with me. Mm. Is that right? That's what I believe happened. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> Good lad. Uh, George Washington gets some love from Wedge for uh, inventing America. Is that did that happen in that order? Um, yes, it's probably a bit. There are different versions of history. I think. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it was Amer- I don't think it was invented as such. No, it was there for a while. I mean, my, most my, most of my knowledge from uh, about like the founding fathers comes from Hamilton the musical, which is a big favourite in our house at the minute. Okay, and the songs are stuck in my head. Can you do us one now? No. <laughs> So you see, you won't. You're asking me to perform. You won't even do it. You won't even perform it's, a short musical number. Hamilton is one of those shows. It's on Disney Plus, by the way, if you want to find it. Um, Hamilton is one of those shows where there's no dialogue. Everything is sung. Ah, uh, okay. So we could start doing that, where we do the square ball musical. In fact, that you know we're doing the live show at the Carriage Works, and we've got no idea what we're doing yet. Oh yeah, proper old the square ball Don Reeves squad vibes yeah. to it. We could do that. Can you sing? I, I personally cannot. Um, I mean, I can sing. Whether it's in tune or not is a different man. I've heard Oddie's brilliant at singing. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll bank on him. Radrazani gets some love from Bay Area Brandon. Or oh, the 49ers in brackets. I mean, I'm, I'm sure... I, I added the brackets there. All oh, right. <laughs> I'm I'm sure that Andrea Radrazani would like to um, receive credit for the spending spree in January, which, you know, you look back at previous Januaries. He's had all this money all yeah, this time. All this time. <laughs> And hasn't spent it hasn't spent seventy million pounds in January. In fact, we heard the chief executive right print into print, didn't they? Opportunities, t- uh, what eight figure sums, mm. not materially better than the pathway and all that. So, what's changed? Do you think in the last few months? Who, who could say? Do you not know? But I think Rajasthan done a good job mm. <laughs> making making that final breakthrough with yeah. Juventus. He did. Do you think he did well? Yeah, I've always liked Rajasthan. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'll say no more, in fact. <laughs> Furpo mentioned uh, good finishing. Better than Ruta, said House of Stokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. On the evidence of Akrinson, yeah. Ruta should have scored with his first touch. Junior stroked one home. I mean, Junior's been trying to do this for two years, hasn't he, it seems. but he's, Maybe he's improving. And he did a nice dance. That was it was nice a good dance. Well. It was nice to see him. I like, I like to see players enjoying goals. Yeah. Uh, Which actually, Jackie, what were you doing? Looking all miserable with yours. He's it, a cool celebrator, those Jackie, isn't he? He always looks like, like for example, at Swansea, which was mm. essentially like the apex of on-field celebrations when mm. it came to promotion. Jackie had just run a long way and he looked absolutely exhausted. He, he tends to just kind of, it's just a... Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Although he did um, did follow my advice, didn't he? What hit it dead hard into the net? It was really hard, that. Mm, it I'd, if I had scored a goal like that, I'd have run around pointing at where it had gone going, <laughs> and going, oh, see how that was? You I that? fucking caught that, didn't I? <laughs> but that's because it would have been a miracle. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Uh, Verba, some love as well. And uh, Bielsa for rejecting Everton. Well done, Marcelo. Yeah, that was good. Oh, it was hilarious. It was brilliant. It's one of my favourite Bielsa things, actually. 
I'm so happy he's still uh, as unique as he always was. Yeah, and the, willing to fly to England when he's essentially already been established that they want a manager for now. And he's like, let me just let me just go over it again. You might you might change your mind. I mean, I was saying beforehand, like the way they've ended up signing nobody, they'd have been better off just giving him the 21s job mm. and accepting it because they seem to have given up anyway. Yeah, and instead now they've got Sean Dyche trying to. I mean, bloody hell, Sean Dyche didn't like Pat Bamford, did he? What's he going to make a Dominic Calvert Lewin? <laughs> Dear Lord. Yeah. Uh, All Bamford did was get a lift from his mum and dad. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, I, was, I don't think his brain will quite be able to compute the, the pictures he's going to be seeing of, of Calvert Lewin. He's going to think it's some sort of a joke. He's going to have eaten Tom Davis by the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> um, who's your hero of the week? Bamford, isn't it? Patrick. It's Pat. It's lovely to have him back. And it's lovely that his hot streak has provoked so many mug sales. Yes. To the extent that? <sighs> There's been a bit of an issue with the mugs. <laughs> <laughs> so just to fill you in on the backstory of this, we had about, what, was 120 mugs left? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, we just could not flog them for love no money, so we reduced the price, mentioned it on here, sold out. Yeah, and the problem was, Royal Mail, I'm blaming the Royal Mail for this, in fact. Right. And Moscow, because he does the labels. Um but Royal Mail stopped doing international post because they had some cyber attack things. So no, yeah. no international post was sent out. Some pe- international people had bought Pat Bamford mugs. In the meantime, we'd re- we'd set the stock levels, not accounting for the people who'd bought them. Right. They hadn't come off the no. number because we hadn't sent them. No. Right. So we've actually oversold them. Yeah. And what's happening now? Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we're, having to get, we're having to get more printed, aren't we? Either getting more printed or I might just email people and depending on how quickly we can get them printed, I might yeah. be emailing people saying... A, a, re, a reprint of Pat like, Bamford. Why, why off, get... Offering a Dan James mug. <laughs> yeah. He's still our player, Dan James. Mm. Yeah, Rafinha's not. We've got quite a lot of those mugs. Yeah, people liked Rafinha though. Yeah, he was good, wasn't he? Dan James, bless him. He did, we didn't get him back, did we, Dan James? Because there was talk at some point that... Um... They had to convert one of their loans into a permanent in order to sign somebody else on loan because I think you're only allowed two... Mm. In, into Premier League loans aren't you at a time and um, it wasn't Dan James they made permanent damn it the Roma want him um, <laughs> we found, we've got a, a mug buyer <laughs> not to uh, not in that not in the mug not in the Pat Banford mug respect Indeed. but you know but if you take do, anything please do check out the uh, the mugs on the website by the way um, we've got a lot of discounted um, mainly players who don't look to play for us <laughs> and the ones we couldn't shift but look you know, don't miss out because the demand is high isn't it when we mention it and there may be a Willie Nonto mug soon yeah there's a Willie Nonto mug coming soon and uh, and some other stuff as well to look out we can sell more of them than we've had printed as well (laughs) why not Uh, that does wrap up the weekly show for for this time hope you enjoyed the uh, look out for the guide as well which will come out before this show uh, but we're recording it afterwards that's the magic of doing podcasts isn't it Mm. and and video is that you can put stuff out in any order you want and the guide is TSB guide to is it Baradi's debut the sending off against Accrington yes we're sticking with the Accrington theme and a memorable day and we will hear from it was Will Hatfield wasn't it uh, it was Rob, yes who, who was on the receiving end of that scissoring former Leeds Academy player I spoke to him last Friday for the blog admittedly after I'd got in touch with the wrong player <laughs> but he was he was keen to chat to us as well <laughs> <laughs> what a good laugh Great bunch of lads. Uh, right, so we've got the Heatherfield Hay Show towards the back end of the week and the match ball after the Knott's Forest game on Sunday. We'll see you in a bit. The Square Ball Podcast. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 